0: Welcome to Straight Up with Stasi. Khaleesi's, I've got a good one here for you today, okay? This is a really big deal because, well, you know, a lot of my listeners, a lot of y'all, y'all email me, you tweet me, you come up to me and, and ask me about relationship advice. And... I am not really someone who is an authority on that. Let's be honest. My picker's been off pretty much my whole entire life until now. But you are in luck today. And I am in luck because my boyfriend's mother, Issa Clark, is here. And she is a psychotherapist that deals a lot with relationships and sex and other things. So she is here to just... Give us some wisdom.
1: Hello, hello, Stassi.
0: So just make sure to keep the microphone <laughs> close okay, to your right. close to your mouth. Can, can you? I feel like honestly, most people would either be scared or totally excited to find out their boyfriend's mom is a psychotherapist, and I was both of those things.
1: Well, that's good to hear. Scared, scared, and excited. Because
0: and excited, I'm like, oh my god. What, what, what if she like I do one thing that she analyzes that is like she's not gonna like or, or 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 but also she can help me with any problem that I have so it's like it's both.
1: I didn't think about that but I can understand that reaction. Yes. Yes. I thought you were gonna ask me um, would you rather questions. Well, listen,
0: <laughs> I'm going to I'm I'm going I didn't to know it was
1: gonna be relationship questions. Oh no, I'm
0: gonna pepper in
1: some okay. would you rather would you questions
0: rather? i mean do you really want me to come at you with the worst one no so i'm not going to <laughs> so i'm going to start off with this one okay would you rather swim through a pool no of way dead I know bodies this one. <laughs> or poop
1: now i remember the first time you and Bo were on a podcast together and you asked him this question and I laughed so hard, where my child was saying, "Well, is it diarrhea or is it floaters?" Which is a
0: really—that's—that's uh, that's a great follow-up question to ask. Uh, this, would okay. you rather? And I'm
1: not allowed to commit suicide, right? No, suicide have, is I always is off
0: the table. It's always <laughs> off the table.
1: <laughs> no, I—I I would definitely um, rather swim through poop than really? dead bodies. Yeah. I yeah. you
0: know, I choose dead bodies every time.
1: I know. You were saying that. You were happy that Bo chose that too, but no, I I just um,
0: You just have a thing for feces.
1: No, I <laughs> just have an aversion to dead bodies <laughs> if I have to choose. Yeah, I just keep my mouth closed very tightly, my eyes closed, and I would Your pretend I'm I'm surrounded by A circle of golden light as I swim through the feces. (laughs) See, only someone
0: who's good at meditation could have that answer.
1: That's right. Meditation or oblivion. Or oblivion.
0: Okay. I think I've talked about this on my podcast because I sometimes get into these weird, weird, like dark holes um, with TLC and 90 Day Fiance. If, I mean, if you haven't watched that show, please do yourself a favor and go watch it. I mean, it's like a bunch of couples who have only like met each other a few times who are moving across the world to a different country to be to America to be with that person. And so you're wondering like, okay, are you doing this for the right reasons? Are you actually in love? It's fascinating. But now TLC is doing something different. okay? This is really exciting because they're doing ninety day fiance. Before the 90 days. Because you know, when you come to the United States, you have 90 days to get married in order to be able to stay. That's why it's called that. But what actually happens like before that point where they decide to move? So, what TLC is doing with this show is they're showing the 90 days where they get to know each other. So, these are a bunch of couples who have only met each other online, just online relationships but they have never met, okay, until this show. So now when you watch a 90-day fiancé before the 90 days, you are actually watching their first meeting and how that goes and watch if they actually fall in love or if it goes horribly wrong, okay? This is not your average first date, and there's no telling who if they're actually who they say they are because it's just been an online relationship. Kind of reminds me of like Catfish or something like that. Oh, this shit is the absolute best. I highly recommend everybody watching it. Catch up on 90 Day Fiance before so that you are just even more invested because it'll make it that much more fun. So we're going to watch to see, can these couples survive? Will there be actual proposals? Will they actually then move? So find out. When it premieres Sunday at 8 on TLC, and it's also streaming on TLC Go. Oh, this shit's going to be good. As I've been talking to you over the last few days, and right. you know, I will say, I will let my listeners know that you have spoken to a bunch of my friends about uh, you know, things that you help with other couples, because we all... We all need relationship advice. Like even those of us that think we're in perfect relationships, there's there's no such thing, you know, and I I don't know if you feel OK talking about the reptilian brain right now. Oh,
1: absolutely. You know, I can't shut up about it
0: because I, I think that this is one of this. It personally helps me a lot because I you know, I've told you that I have my late night drunken freakouts out on Bo or at my friends and I don't know where they come from and i wake up the next morning and i'm i'm i just feel like shit about myself and i'm like why did i i do that i have nothing to complain about what is wrong with me and so the way that you describe the reptilian brain it i'll let you it made I'll, it, made, it made sense to me because i feel like that's what happens to me when late night when this happens and so i'll let you just kind of I don't want to explain it in the wrong way. So if you want to explain what the reptilian brain is.
1: Okay, I would the love The floor to.
0: is yours.
1: All right. All right. <laughs> because I really didn't get a chance to finish the other day when I was talking about it. Right. Okay. So I, um, as I said, I learned this after I'd been working as a psychotherapist for quite a long time. And I, when I first learned this, it was from a man who, named Phil DeLuca. Mm-hmm. And I just thought, oh, my God, why doesn't everyone know this? Because I got it. It explained what was going on with me as well. Because I had this pattern of what my right hand would build, my left hand would destroy. Right. So it's like, what is going on? So basically, the reptilian brain, when I teach it, The reptilian brain is the old brain, the primal part of the brain. Its sole function is to protect me if my life is being threatened right now. And it's key. My life is being threatened right now. The reptilian brain ignites. It takes me over. My attention narrows. I'm focusing on the threat coming at me. Mm -hmm. Correct? And it reacts with fight, flight, or freeze to save my life. Okay? And once my life, once the threat has passed, then it lets me go, correct? The problem is that when we are emotionally triggered, the reptilian brain ignites. So that means it takes me over, all right? It's a different, slower process, but I'm in the part of the brain that is reacting to a threat to my life and I'm thinking, I'm trying to solve a problem with a loved one, right? And this is a big deal. Yes. When I understood this, I thought, Oh my God! When I would be in the state of mind, we need to deal with this now. We need to sit down and address this issue. And it's the, life or death, right? Well, that's it, like, it's right. like
0: that's what it feels like. Like when you're in a fight with your significant other, especially. I mean, i any relationship whether it's a friendship or a family member but with a a significant other especially you feel like if you don't fix it right this second it's the world is going to end and then that's when like the explosive fights happen
1: exactly and I I just saw it I thought I was passionate that's how I I thought Mm -hmm. I, I saw myself this is something that I'm very passionate about this is something very important but um You will never be able to solve a relationship problem in the reptilian brain. The reptilian brain, all it cares about is who lives and who dies. And that's not really good for relationship.
0: Right. So then, when you... So now that we know, okay, once we get into this state with our boyfriend or girlfriend or whatever... Uh, knowing that there is this part of us, the reptilian brain, that's taking over, in that moment, how how can you be like? Is it are we able to then be aware once we start feeling those feelings again? Like how it's like how do we train ourselves to understand that? Okay, this is the reptilian brain that's making me feel like this. I need to take a step back. Like like how do we recognize that so that we stop lashing out? And it stops getting to that heightened state.
1: Well, you know, it's not so much the recognition of the triggered state because we feel it. Um, One of the things that Phil DeLuca talked about is if you walk into your home and your significant other is triggered, you feel it. Right, you know, there's that saying the the air was so thick you could cut it with a knife.
0: Yeah, like you, if you if, if I feel it. like something's going on with Bo, mm-hmm. I, I, it, regardless of whether it has anything to do with me, I feel something and like a, a heavy feeling that then makes me start getting insecure. Mm-hmm. Like, what is that about? Is it about me? I know it's not, but but maybe it is. Maybe deep down it is.
1: Right. So yes. Exactly. Exactly. So. We feel it, but we just never knew what to do with it. Right. Mm -hmm. All Right. So what I teach, which is what I learned from Phil DeLuca, is a safety plan, which is when you recognize that you are triggered or that the other person is triggered, you can have a code word or you can just say triggered. Mm -hmm. And then you want to leave the same physical space because the reptilian brain is highly inductive meaning that if you your reptilian brain is ignited it will induct the other people around you this is life death energy never underestimate the power of this part of our brain and when it's misfiring it can create incredible chaos so so say you walk in and your reptilian brain is is ignited, mm-hmm. right? It will induct the other person. Maybe you're angry, the other person might go into shutting down. In fact, once I understood this concept, I actually was aware watching myself if I were working with a couple in marital counseling or or relationship counseling, once the reptilian brain ignited and they were emotionally triggered, I started watching how my own ability to solve problems shut down. Right. And either, usually what I noticed myself doing is I would jump in and try to protect the one that looked like he or she were being victimized. Yeah. So um, just the understanding of what's happening now, there's something else that's very important because I used to ask myself, well, why can't I get out of this state of mind, this bad mood? Why can't I stop it? Yes. Right? That's
0: this, yes. That's, that is what happens to me. I know that I'm in it. And as I'm in it, I'm wanting so badly to get out of it. I'm right. aware that I'm in it. and then And I know I don't want to be doing this. I want to be... Exactly. doing the opposite, and, and I just don't know how to make myself get out of that mood.
1: That's right, because it's taken you over. You are inside of it, and you're thinking, how can I get out of it? Well, I used to f- beat myself up about that. What's wrong with me? Why can't I get out of it? It was, so, it was such a relief to understand that I do not get out of it. I have to wait until it spits me out until it lets me go, it's taken me over, and it's going to let me go, so all I can do is be aware what's happened, my reptilian brain has ignited, it's taken me over, and I do what I call damage control, Mm -hmm. which is with this awareness, I can't come out of it, but what I can control is I do not try to engage anyone, I do not try to solve any problems, I separate myself and do what I can to not fuel it by feeding it with my thoughts, right? Right. And just sit and let it pass. And so I used to say, I'm just going to sit down here for three minutes. And then if I still want to go out and destroy my life, I will. <laughs> but let me take three minutes to sit down. And that, that would help because it's a very powerful energy and it feels like when you walk away you're selling yourself out you know you're not standing up for yourself Mm -hmm. um so it it's you you just really can't underestimate the power of it it is you better pay attention to this if you want to survive
0: yes i like the idea of the three minute Mm -hmm. rule of of recognizing when you're of saying the word triggered and recognizing the three and then having a three-minute rule I think and, and I love that you allow me to ask you mm-hmm. questions about my own stuff since it is your Absolutely. Son. you know I feel safe to do that with well you.
1: what I teach is what I have used myself right so th- what you're going to talk to me about that you're experiencing I doubt that it's gonna be something that I haven't worked with in myself Okay. So I really don't have any judgment about it because I, know. I understand it. You literally it.
0: have no judgment at all. I've never felt less judged, seriously. And you're my boyfriend's mom. You should be judging me more than anyone else right now. So
1: Not at all because I, I understand it. this is a human condition. We all share this. And it actually, understanding this also helps us to forgive each other. Right. Because we understand what's happening.
0: That's true. Yes when you say the three minute rule or when you say it's best to not engage and to separate mm-hmm. my issue is that one of my my triggers that makes me really like go off the deep end emotionally is to be left like because Bo is actually very great at when i start getting moody or there's something that I'm just getting annoyed and bitching about, and he sees something it, that it's escalating. He'll be like, "Do you think maybe I should go into the other room, or do you think I should walk home?" Like, or do you? Th-? And then the idea of that, I'm like, "Are you leaving me?" <laughs> and even though I know that he's not leaving the relationship, and he's would just be going home, there's something about that that it 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 kills my soul i I, there's it just it hurts Mm -hmm. me so much and i've told him that but so then how but he goes but we can't engage when when you're feeling like this like we can't have an an actual conversation that would be beneficial and helpful when you're feeling like this or if he's feeling like this he goes we have to separate which is obviously he learned Mm -hmm. this from you and i I, what i really want to try and learn is to be okay with The separation Mm -hmm. and I don't know how to to do that I feel like I'm the more I talk about it and the more I acknowledge it it helps me to to be better and so that's why I I probably sound like a freaking broken record constantly talking about what I feel like I do wrong because I just just want to be aware of it so that Mm -hmm. it doesn't happen
1: but that's and that, that really is what this process is about. We're, you're not in a triggered state now. We're talking about it, okay? We're preparing for it. Right. So when it does happen, what we're looking for is that in, when it takes you over, what we're talking about right now is going to come to you, okay? And it might be that, that the first time it doesn't. You're totally identified with it. right but even the fact that we're talking about it right now is planting the seed of awareness right so that when it takes you over there will come to you oh this is happening it's happening right now okay and Bo is wanting to leave because the reptilian brain has ignited and it's going to induct him which will make it impossible for him to stay present with me right right So he's going to leave the room, not because he's abandoning me, right? But because we agreed before this moment that this is what we will do. This is our safety plan. What we are doing is to protect the beautiful, intimate connection that we have with each other. Right. That's why he's leaving the room. So that's like a thought package that will come, the memory of that. All right, um, and it might be that the, so it might be that it comes, but again, this energy, you, you, we can't underestimate. It's very, very powerful energy. It might be that the thought comes, and you're like, okay, I remember that, fuck that you're fucking abandoning me i know that's what i'm scared of i'm so scared that i'm gonna do that and say and that you, and that's like the next step oh, where you oh remember no. it but the but the energy is still a lot more powerful yeah all right? so but what then what i would say to to you know beau will leave. You will be enraged, right? right? You'll probably be texting him, you know, oh, you yeah. abandoned me, you don't love me. 400 million right? times, but probably the next call morning times. You'll <laughs> wake up, all right? And you'll know that he did not abandon you. Yes. All right? Because it will spit you out. I, you'll go to sleep and you'll wake up and you, it's. And it's that's over. what
0: always happens. I wake up and I feel like a dick.
1: But <laughs> see, the beauty of understanding this when I talk about the ability to forgive each other is that you're in it together you're working with each other, okay? Right. It's, it's the lack of knowledge that creates the resentment. So once you understand what's happening, you can be there for each other, right? okay? And protect the relationship. So, but I do wanna say something that I didn't get a chance to talk about before with the reptilian brain, is there's something really beautiful and simple that there are only two root causes for every emotionally triggered state all right only two okay because i used to ask myself all right so the reptilian brain activates but my life is not being threatened it's a misfire but why is my reptilian brain activating if my life is not being threatened what's going on so as i went through this cycle right of waking up I started becoming aware inside the belly of the beast, as I called it. I'm mm-hmm. in the belly of the beast right now. I started becoming aware, oh, my God, I'm, the reason my reptilian brain activates is not because what's happening outside of me is life-threatening, but because inside of me I am not aware that I have the power of an adult to deal with the external situation. I feel like a child inside. I feel helpless. Mm-hmm. I feel weak. And now just a problem for me in my in in as an adult that I could handle. Mm-hmm. For the child, it's overwhelming and life-threatening. Okay? Right. That's why the reptilian brain activates because I am not in the present moment aware of my own power. Something has happened where I am now experiencing something that happened to me when I was vulnerable and helpless, and it goes back to childhood. It always goes back to childhood because when we are children, we are helpless, dependent on the power outside of us. Okay, not only for our survival, but also, am I worthy of love? You know, the power outside of us basically tells us, gives us our value, as well as make sure that we get fed, make sure we're protected. So as an adult, I cannot be abandoned. I'm an adult. I have power. But as a child, if the power outside of me withdraws for a child, that is death. Mm-hmm. That is death for a child. If I'm abandoned, I cannot take care of myself on my own. So, the two triggers, the two root causes for every triggered state, emotional, emotionally triggered state, let me be clear. The power outside of me is either withdrawing, abandoning me, which is extinction, death, or the power outside of me is coming at me,
0: with the threat of that, to
1: control Mm -hmm. me or devour me right okay because i am basically vulnerable and helpless and dependent so it's either the power is leaving me which i will die or the power is coming at me to control or dominate or you know metaphorically devour me right so that that's it that's basically it. And each time, what I, what I notice, it's like inter, interlocking nightmares in a relationship where, say, that you are feeling abandoned and you're trying to, to say to Beau, you need to, don't leave me, you need to stay with me, right? Now, he then has to prove his loyalty to you by staying correct i know this all in my brain right, and right. i don't know
0: why i can't control it it's
1: well <laughs> you can't control it because the reptilian brain is ignited that's why right that's why and and it doesn't have anything to do it it's a wound that's what it is it's a wound and and really it's it's a beautiful thing in a way because you would not be feeling that if you did not become vulnerable with him deeply vulnerable with him to love him so when we love someone deeply and we become vulnerable it is going to bring up our unresolved unfelt emotional wounds it's that's going to happen it's going to happen people try to to protect themselves from that by not loving deeply not being vulnerable so that this doesn't come up, but that's not a that's not a satisfactory solution because we all yearn to be loved deeply, of course, but when we do, there's this part of us that comes up and seems to burn everything down, yeah, right
0: yes, it's like almost like it's like self sabotaging it's but, right it's, or it's like i'm i'm pushing and pushing to see like how far I can push so that like he can I'm, like, making him prove to right. me just, like, how invested he is. That's what it feels like.
1: Okay. And, like, by, like... I just love the awareness when you're saying that, that you're aware of that. I love it. Because that really is what's happening. Keep going. But
0: then doesn't that make me a bit of a freaking emotional terrorist that, like, I know I'm doing it and then I can't control
1: it? Only if you are totally identified with it as this is Right. Well, no,
0: I know it's not right. It's awful. Mm -hmm. I just can't, in the moment, it's like I can't stop myself from, it's just like, it's almost like I'm being like, love me, love me. Show me how much you love me. Please just show me how much you love me. That's what that is.
1: And you know what, too? It's like um, I was joking with you because I heard on your podcast what you were saying to Bo, that if you can't love me at my worst, you don't deserve to, (laughs) you know, me at my best. But um, really, what's happening is is a child, in order to feel safe, being vulnerable, right? With because you've given your power, right, to Beau. Yes. Okay. And you have to, and you're vulnerable, and you have to trust that he will not harm you. Okay. Right. But the bottom line is when we are children we give so much power to our to the we give so much power to our parents it's not because not because of loyalty to them but because we are so vulnerable we have to almost believe that they are like gods to protect us Mm -hmm. correct yes but that's not true they're not gods they're fallible so a child has in order to be vulnerable and feel safe has to believe that the person that is keeping me safe outside of me is infallible but all right right okay but the problem is that that's a child we are adults it's like we grew up we have power now that uh, my significant other can walk out the door and i'm not going to die right? Right. My significant other gets to be a human being and make mistakes and I'm not going to die. But for the child, it's not the same thing. You're right. He can't make a mistake, right? Because I won't, he has to be infallible. Mm-hmm. So really what has to happen is for, to heal this part of me, right? Meaning to it, you wake up and realize I'm not that vulnerable and i never will be that vulnerable again ever it's over it's like a war it's over i'm an adult now i will never again be that helpless and dependent on someone outside of me ever right and that's a beautiful thing to wake up to that
0: it is to to really like feel that and and learn that and and practice that mm-hmm. and i it, guess because just knowing these things and, and hearing these things, I feel like it's just, like, it's a practice. You can't, it you have to keep reminding yourself of it and practicing it every day.
1: It is a practice. Um, I also, there's, there's things you can do to help. Um, and one is, I call it Go Fish. And it's, it's based on uh, Michael Brown, who wrote a book called The Presence Process, Mm -hmm. In which he talks about how to become present and feel what you're feeling okay without being destabilized Um, so go fish means you can visualize what triggers you you take control of it in your mind you visualize um, the moment say where Bo's leaving you or something that triggered you and then you immediately notice what happens in your body because this this um, highly charged emotional energy that's triggered is held in the body. It's a moment of trauma that it, the body has not released. So you can actually do that in your mind and then notice, where in my body am I feeling discomfort? It's usually right down the core, the stomach, the chest, the throat. Right. And just, and just connect with the felt sensation in the body everyone knows that we're being driven by these unconscious wounds from the past but how do you safely connect with this energy without having it take you over and destroy your life yeah that's really what the question has been in psychotherapy how do we do this and there are different modalities that try to address it some try to just help you bolster up your coping skills to keep that energy down. But the problem is that our life force, our power, is trapped in that highly charged energy. And we want to be able to access it. Mm-hmm. We want to be able to bring it forth, but safely. But sometimes it's irrational. It's always well, well, irrational. Well, yeah, it's always irrational. Yeah, never mind. I, yeah, but it's
0: always irrational. So, like, then because almost it's like when I because I've started to I I think I told you just like I've started to carry lavender oil around with me and and I have a a habit of getting uh, really overwhelmed um, if I'm in 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 public and and doing things where like I'm having to talk to a lot of people for a a long period of time and that's like my anxiety will just start to I, I need to then I hit a wall, I want to go home, and I just want Bo to come with me because that makes me feel safe. And so, like, I've started to to just carry around lavender oil and just rub it in my hands and smell it and take deep breaths and just try and calm myself down. But that is, I guess, pushing down the energy that I'm feeling that's making me want to no. freak out.
1: No, it's what I see with that, saucy is you are bringing yourself into the present moment into reality here now okay with the lavender oil um when you smell the lavender oil you can't smell anything without really being in your body so it brings you into your body you're calming yourself instead of um really being in a almost a dissociated state okay so let me talk a little bit about this because um, in my own journey and in my own exploration um, rep, what we're talking about is trauma mm-hmm. okay what's being tapped into what why the reptilian activates reptilian brain activates um, in fact i call it vietnam I, I call childhood little vietnam okay okay so just put it hear clip, me okay just put the microphone so all right got so, it. so okay. we can all hear you um so and I hope this won't be too lengthy, but I think it's important. So in psychologists who are studying trauma actually began studying prey animals in the wild. Okay? Okay. So say a gazelle, okay, a prey animal, she is running for her life from a tiger. Okay. And what's really interesting is that before when the, the body of the gazelle who's running for her life senses that the that she's not going to escape that the tiger is about to pounce that there is a survival mechanism that the body senses she won't be able to make it and the body falls in before the tiger can pounce just before the, the body will fall the gazelle is unconscious her body has fallen surrendered right to the tiger okay now why would this happen what they explained is she falls because if there's a chance that she should escape later if she falls before the tiger pounces her flesh won't be torn so so her body actually senses i'm not going to escape just before the predator jumps pounces to tear her flesh and surrenders now, what they also say when they're they're showing the, the gazelle is that if you felt her heart, it's pounding. But she's no longer conscious or aware. Okay? And and really this is also merciful for the prey animal because she's not going to feel herself eaten alive.
0: I have never heard this. Holy crap! Okay. Isn't this
1: amazing? Yeah. So, all right, so now here's the tiger. He ha- the tiger. She has the gazelle in her, in her jaws, right? Uh-huh. And say that this is a moment that the body of the gazelle hopes for, the survival mechanism. The tiger drops the limp body of the gazelle to go get her cubs to come feed on the body. Now, what's really interesting is when the camera is showing the gazelle, who's unconscious, the gazelle's body senses when the predator has distanced itself enough that it's safe for her to awaken. She's lying on her side, her eyes open, but before she gets up, her legs start running as if she's still running from the predator. But she's still on the ground. She's lying on the ground on her side, but her, all four legs are running. Okay. And what's happening is they are releasing that energy. She was running, running, and then boom, drops. That energy is still held in the body. Her, body nat- she, her eyes open. Her body naturally releases that energy of fear. And then she stands up. She shakes herself off and she runs to be back with the other gazelles. Just a little wounded. No, not wounded at all. She is back in the present moment as if it never happened. And what the question is, why can't we do that? Right? right. And I, I joke when I'm talking about this with my clients because it's, it's like um, if I'm the gazelle, it's like, oh, I'd love to bend down and take a bite of grass it's such a beautiful day, but it was a beautiful day when the tiger came. <laughs> you know? It's like it's it's like, you know, we are affected by it. And and part of it is that we don't release that energy. Uh, what in my opinion, it's it's the, we like as children, we're so helpless, we really don't have the power to protect ourselves from being eaten alive. Correct? So there's a certain amount of dissociation that takes place. Right. And in that dissociation, we feel safe because we're not going to feel our, anything that happens to our bodies. So the lavender oil, actually, in a certain way, I feel is like bringing yourself back into your body. but. We want to come back into our bodies, just like the gazelle, to be back in the present moment. Yeah, I can hear myself. I'm talking better now, aren't I? You can hear me? Uh-huh. <laughs> OK. <laughs> yeah. But, but we, what we also don't understand, it's like coming back in our bodies is, is that frozen energy that needs to be released. Right. So when it comes up, it destabilizes things, and we don't have the awareness to understand what's happening. But we want to release that energy safely, right? Does that make sense? Yes, that makes sense. Okay.
0: So I'm not repressing like feelings or emotions when I'm using lavender oil. It's an actual. It's a. I should be doing something like this. And anybody else who has who has anxiety about different things, like it's it's just a small little tool that I guess I've learned and I'm using right now.
1: Absolutely.
0: I just think we all have like there. All of us have different. Feelings and experiences and, and emotions that we feel in different situations whereas Bo would never have anxiety after being around hundreds of people or, or performing or something all day long. Bo like never gets that anxiety. It's, it's so strange. Yeah, so, like, but, we all but have he
1: breaks out in hives when I come visit. <laughs> that's... Yeah, <laughs> yeah. right, yeah. like, what is it's my like mom <laughs> going to say? <laughs> my mother is, is going th- to eat me alive.
0: He, she, he legitimately does break out into hives. Well, it's not only then. I mean...
1: Because I'm the wild card. What's she going to say? Oh, my God. That's
0: why he's like, um, I think I'm going to leave the apartment when you guys do this. I'm like, that's probably a good idea for the sake of your skin, for
1: the sake of your body.
0: But, uh, you know, I know that this... Oh, another question I'm going to ask you okay. is about this. is. But it was I
1: clear as far as what, what I was explaining, as far as the reptilian brain and the whole thing about trauma? And, Absolutely. Okay, Absolutely. And,
0: uh, and, you know, my friends and I keep saying, we're like, we're just whenever we feel this way, now since you've taught us this, mm-hmm. whenever we start. And anyone who's feeling like they're getting worked up or, or getting triggered, we are going to actually start saying reptilian brain, reptilian brain, reptilian brain. <laughs> So, so, and then we're not going to have a reality you know show what? anymore. And I, right, <laughs> exactly.
1: <laughs> and then we're all just going to get along. But. but actually, you know, when the part about coming back, and I do want to say that as far as the safety plan about separating when you're triggered. But again, don't forget, it is crucial that after the reptilian brain has spit you out, that you come back together, okay? Yes. And you share... Each you say this was my experience, and, uh, one person shares this is what happened to me, this is how I was I was experiencing it. The other person listens and tries to convey the same words, the same body m- mannerisms to the, the person. Rule the you mirroring, were exactly, yes. exactly, and then it's the other person's term t- turn. Um, so it's it's that is crucial, and and I don't know why. That, why that can't be used on the reality show, you know, of of saying this is what happened. Isn't that what you do anyway? You come back and say, this is how I feel about it. Yes, you're you're uh, absolutely
0: right. right. Uh, y- yes. Yeah. And may I just say, you must have taught Bo this for years, because Bo does this. Like Bo knows when to disengage. And he and he knows now. He knows that I, I get upset when I. If he were to leave and go home, so like he would just go into the other room and chill for a bit, and then come back out, and then the next morning he'll be like, "So, what is your experience? What did you just what What was that last night?" And I'm gonna tell you, and he'll listen to me, and then he'll talk about what he felt, and I'm like, "Well, that was easy." <laughs> <laughs> like, like, shit, I like, "Wow, I need to s- stop being a drama queen." Like. So just know your son knows all of this information. That's good to know. It's incredible.
1: I'm happy, that's good to know, makes me feel good. I,
0: listen, I got my boobs when I was like 12 years old. It was really unfortunate. I was not prepared. And with getting breasts at an early age comes sagging and lopsidedness and being shaped weird or drooping. That's why I had to get a breast reduction and lift at the young age of, what, 27? Yes. Having to find bras for your body and the way that your boobs are shaped is so freaking hard. And that's why I really love Third Love because they design... Not just thinking about sizes, but with also the shape of your breasts. And I have to say, this is what makes them the absolute best. They just added 24 new sizes, which makes them the industry leader with a total of 70 sizes. Yes, you heard that correctly. I didn't even know there was like 70 sizes of boobs, like I didn't even know that could be a thing. All I know is that I hate going to a normal store, trying to find a bra, my boob doesn't fit in it, or it just it, the shape isn't right, and I think, um, I just got a breast reduction and a lift, my boob should fit in everything perfectly, right? Wrong, no. So Third Love is actually this great company where you can do this online, because when you go to their website, you get to take a fit finder quiz. So you answer a few simple questions, questions about your perfect fit and it's actually like kind of fun it's like not daunting like when you go to the store and you have like a lady like knocking on the door being like oh, actually let me fix this for you you really don't know it's like shut up but in this quiz it helps you identify not only your breast size but the also the shape and to find the styles that fit the shape and size and that is a wonderful thing because I, I know I've spent my 30 years living not wearing the right bras. Hell, but there are some times that like I give up and just like don't even wear bras. I'm like, I'll let it all droop out. But third love is great because now there's something... That conform to my own tits. So right now, if you go to thirdlove.com slash Stassi, okay, you get 15% off your first purchase. That's thirdlove, T-H-I-R-D-L-O-V-E dot com slash Stassi, S-T-A-S-S-I, and you can find your perfect fitting bra, okay? You get 15% off your first purchase. Um, do your boobs a favor well the the final like relationship question I want to ask you about is I think you might roll your eyes at before I ask you a couple things about you before you're gonna roll your eyes at me when I ask this but so many of my listeners email me and they will write me their uh, pages of what's going on in their relationships and I obviously again I don't know anything about relationships and I couldn't I don't know what's going on really behind closed doors or in their lives but they always it always ends up with every email or question I get it ends with like how do you know when to actually move on and and give up on that relationship like when is like is there a is there a moment or or something to where you're you have to just end it at that point because you can technically get through anything, cheating, anything. Everyone has their own level and, and and of what they can and can't handle. And we, you know, it's not like, Oh, he cheated on you. Well then
1: you're done, girl. Then
0: done. It doesn't have to be like that. Right. Like it's, I don't, it's not an easy answer, but is there a moment that people can kind of then maybe recognize In their own relationships whatever they may be like if they're wondering is it time
1: you know yes and I I think that understanding this model about the reptilian brain and to if your partner if your part you both understand right and I I always bring both people in and explain the idea of the safety plan which is when you sense that you're triggered you separate you de escalate, then you come back together and you share your experience with each other. No crosstalk. One listens, the other shares. Okay? Mm-hmm. That if you, because I think that there's something, I, I just love human beings. I love the fact that we all, we really, we all know we make mistakes. And even though someone might be triggered and we have no idea what's going on and they, they treat us in a way that is, is hurtful, we all know that we're hurt and we make mistakes because we're wounded. We know that, mm-hmm. right? I really feel that we all really know that. So the question is, you spill the milk, that's a mistake. We all spill milk, but are you willing to clean it up? are you willing to, to figure out what's going on that I keep doing this? right? And that's really, I feel like, the most important quality in a partner is the willingness to step up and say, okay, I want to do this rather than um, I'm just going to be the way I am and you have to love me like this no matter what I do. This is understanding this and saying do you care enough about our relationship to step up and practice this with me in a way is a filter that right up front you're not you're not abandoning someone who's wounded because that's what we feel like really when we walk away because we know that that person's wounded when they act out but okay we all do that but are you willing to make an effort so you stop what you're doing. Right. Are you willing to practice this and try? And that is the most important quality in a partner. Th- that willingness. That, In my opinion, that that's the most important quality. So this this understanding about what's happening when we're emotionally triggered and we hurt each other because there's a misfire happening in our brain and we don't understand it. So understanding that this is a plan that you no longer hurt the person you love, damage control, and you learn to start exploring what's going on in me when I feel that way. Does that make sense? Yes. So both people having to to do that. Right. And so you're not leaving someone because he was wounded or made a mistake. There's something beautiful about human beings, really who who stay because we don't want to leave a child that's wounded and we sense that in the other but we end up being we end up getting wounded right so this is really a way to say i understand you're wounded so am i this is a way we can stop what we're doing do you want to do it And that's the question. Does he or she want to do do this? Does that make sense? It makes total
0: sense to me. Good. And I think that was a great answer. Good. Because I don't like when when people say, oh, well, this this person (sighs) fucked up in this way. And so then you just have to be done. You know, because I I mean, I have, you know, I have friends that are now engaged that have gone through hell and I have friends that are married that have gone through hell and just because they had made those mistakes doesn't mean that that relationship should have ended. No, even if those mistakes were really, really bad. right? It, the fact that they both really put forth the effort to be better for each other.
1: Exactly.
0: That, so yeah, it's like both of people have to be committed to wanting to just be better for the other person.
1: And if, if there's a way that you can practice that and do that, which is what I'm, I'm offering then they do it totally but if the person says no i don't want to then you see that it's either going to be this way where you have to accept whatever he or she does in their wounded state yeah or you have to go
0: totally love that answer i've talked about this a lot Because of turn 30, I've, like, really tried to start, you know, taking health a little more seriously. And I've always been someone who's attempted to take vitamins, but I always just get really overwhelmed when I go to the store because I'm like, I don't fucking know. Like, there's, like, 8 million different types of vitamins and things I should be taking, and I don't feel like taking 12 pills every single morning. That's overwhelming, so then I just give up. So now I have started taking Ritual. So it's just one vitamin that helps fill in the gaps in my diet, because God knows I am not filling in those gaps on my own. What really attracted to me um, to this brand is that, or this, this vitamin, is that the people that came up with this They went to one of the leading scientists in the medical industry and said, if you could create one vitamin, just one, that your wife, for your wife, that she could take every single day, what would you put in it and what would it be? And that guy was flabbergasted, said no one's ever asked him this before. Put this vitamin together and now works for ritual i mean how fucking amazing is that and why hasn't anyone done anything like this before so let me just say it's vegan sugar-free non-gmo gluten-free allergen-free all of that and it's mint scented because there's actually pure peppermint oil in it so it's a vitamin that it tastes good and it looks they're cute they look like little snow globes So they're just like fun and easy to take, and we all need to be filling in our diet gaps because there's no way all of us are just totally healthy all of the time. This is a subscription-based thing, okay? So it's $30 a month. It's delivered to your door. By buying the omega-3 yourself, listen, by buying the omega-3, just that, that costs the same amount as a ritual bottle, You understand? So if you were going to the store to buy, say, I'm going to buy a vitamin D, I'm going to buy this thing, I'm going to buy an omega-3, all of that, like, one of those costs the same amount as just the vitamin Ritual. So right now, I I really, really want you guys to go to Ritual.com slash Stassi, because I feel like we all need to just, like, get on board with being healthy and just doing things for ourselves that we, we haven't before. So this isn't vitamin that has nine essential ingredients that women lack the most created by a dude that did it for his wife so like i trust that more than anything ritual.com slash saucy that's r-i-t-u-a-l dot com slash Stossy and we can all be healthy together now i'm gonna ask you something isa how the hell do you get your brain to stop working like Do you, like, watch The Bachelor or something? Like, I made you watch Real Housewives of New York yesterday. Like, that's what I do. Like, you know what? Listen, I film a show. I have a podcast. I'm always, like, talking to people and doing things. And, and, you know, I feel like I have to, my energy gets depleted. And I have to sit back with my dogs and wine and my boyfriend and watch a show that's easy for me to watch. And whether it's Game of Thrones or Housewives of New York or whatever, you know, it may be American horror story or just a horror movie in general. Like that's how I, I like come back to my, to myself. Like how do you do anything that like stops because you're listening to people's problems and, and, and and you're feeling their hurt and you seeing, you're seeing them in pain, and, you, and your brain is always having to be activated when you're talking to people. That how do you then just like go back on the couch and chillsies?
1: You know what I mean, right? I do know what you mean, um, and I do have to watch that with myself. But you do as well because you're driven as well in certain ways. Um, but you know, I always when when people talk to me about my work, I think it's very important to make a distinction because people um, who are open hearted and loving are usually the ones in the family that, that your aunt Matilda calls and says again and again, the same thing. And no matter what you say to her, she continues to do the same pattern Mm -hmm. Um, that, that doesn't happen as a, as a psychotherapist when people come to me, they are paying me money. All right. They are wanting to make their lives better. They're not just coming to dump. To bitch. Uh, Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. They'll find someone they can do that with for free. Totally. Right? So I, I feel so blessed, so lucky, because I feel that I get to work with the creme de la creme of humanity. These are people who want to make their lives better. They want to be more loving. They don't like it when they act from a triggered state and, and are hurtful. What's wrong with me? Um, I usually find that they are over-responsible. They feel that somehow if they were more loving, then, um, then other people wouldn't react the way they do. So so really, and I was telling you this yesterday, The, the um, a simple a description of, of mental health is the willingness to take responsibility for what's mine, but the refusal to take responsibility for what's not mine. So, um, I, I find that when people come in to see me and they are wanting to make their lives better, there's a connection that happens because they're real. Mm hmm. And for me, it, I think I would go absolutely insane if I didn't have my work because so often outside of the therapy room, everyone is trying to present in a certain way where they won't be judged right? and um, as, as a self-protective measure. And it's it's shallow water. So I am given the 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 beauty of human beings who come to me and are able to be honest and talk about what's really happening and for me that's that keeps me sane
0: oh so it doesn't drain you
1: no it doesn't drain me at all at so you all you don't fact, even
0: need to have like something to just like go home and
1: you and, know I really don't are you I really are don't you just, like an but, extrovert totally no, like no through an extrovert? No way! No yeah, way! Yeah, because
0: to me, like, I mean, well, I mean. In
1: fact, I've been joking about you know. It's like I need another vodka, uh, orange juice here. I hope my words aren't slurring as I'm. They're not. Because I've been, I've been very monastic, you know, working, seeing clients, and um, you know, coming out here has been a step out to because of you that and i'm Bo's mom i was like okay let's do this but this is not the norm for me at all really? <laughs> no you know it's not
0: well, well i know like i don't mean extroverted as in like okay this whole right. this whirlwind of the last few days that you've had with right, my friends and, right. and all of that stuff i mean i i feel like extroversion is well I, and maybe yeah so maybe i'm wrong in my I always thought I was an extroverted person because I was outgoing and social, and I, I I'm around people a lot. I like being around my yes. friends, and but I, like I said, like I, I hit a wall where I'm like I can't. And the, as the older that I get, I realize I'm more like I need to go home and recharge my batteries. Mm-hmm. And which and I get more anxiety when I'm around a lot of people. with the with age i don't know what's shifting and that's making me realize i'm way more introverted than i i thought i was because i i i have to come home and recharge my batteries where a lot of my friends who do the same thing that i do in order for them to recharge their batteries they're like i want to just go hang out with more people i'm like what like oh my god Literally, I'd rather gouge my eyes out. <laughs> like, I just really want to go home and look at my dog's faces. That's it.
1: <laughs> but it so it's it's a really a balance. It's just that's the way you do it. You go full speed till you hit the wall, and then you need to rest.
0: Yeah, and you've seen you've seen me. Mm-hmm. I all of a sudden over the last few days, it's like I hit something, and I'm like, I need to sleep, or like I need to lay down. Or, like, I need to just, like, at least, like, close my eyes for, like, 20 minutes because I'm just, like, holy shit. I can't
1: even right. think straight. Right. But that's fine. It's... it's um, Then you rest, you know? And, it, you, know, it, they, you know, there's the saying about never let yourself get too hungry, angry, lonely, tired. That comes from AA. But I think it applies to all of us. But what I see with you is... You you just fall asleep. It almost reminds me of a child that goes full blast and then just falls asleep on the floor. <laughs> you know where yeah. she is. Like you don't. Yeah, you, you don't. No, you don't. <laughs> uh, you know, it's when when you get so tired that then that triggers you. Yeah. Yeah. But you just fall asleep. So um, that's that's your balance right now. And that will probably change if it starts feeling uncomfortable and doesn't work for you, then, then you, you'll start looking at what's going on and you can change it. Yeah. But right now it seems like that's the pattern.
0: Well, i I noticed that like when I've done meditation apps, cause I'm not, a, I'm not really good at meditating on my own, but you know, those apps on your phone and like guided meditation, yes, guided meditation. kind of thing. I when I have a lot of different things to do in one day, and I'm like, how am I gonna have energy all day long? And all of these little things, mm-hmm. I can do one of those for ten minutes, and it like puts me out to sleep. It, I I listen to it, I go to sleep, and then it wakes me up, all within like ten to fifteen minutes, and it is like doing cocaine or something. That's the amazing. amount of energy that I have right after that is like, whoa, I just got a full night's sleep, or like just did a crazy ass drug because now I'm just wide awake again.
1: But see what I what I see as healthy in that, it's like you did a power nap, that's what people would call it. But if you were in your mind going, Oh my God, projecting into the future, I have all this to do and I'm tired, how am I gonna do it? You would never be able just to meditate and get what you need. So there's an ability to stay present, give yourself what you need, and then come out of it and move moment by moment in the present moment into the future rather than overwhelming yourself by, with your mind by thinking about it and then being so afraid and exhausted that you can't just stop and say, okay, okay. Let me give myself a nice meditative power nap. Right. So, so that's very healthy. Do you yeah, see that? I'm keep As, doing it. Yeah, very <laughs> good. Because we do, we do um, create our hell, and and uh, so much. We know that too. There's so many books about that. That. And especially people who who have a very sharp mind. It's almost like if you're emotionally unstable or exhausted, you're running with a sharp knife or you're going to hurt yourself. So just learning how to come into the reality of this moment, which Eckhart Tolle, so many people read Eckhart Tolle now. In fact, he came to California to write his book, The Power of Now. Oh, yes. Everyone knows
0: that book. Right, okay, right. Yes.
1: So... Oh, I love that man. In fact, Bo used to joke, because back in the day, I'd have, like, the CD player around my, oh my around gosh, my like waist, yeah, right, <laughs> and uh, people would say, what are you listening to, and he would joke, he'd say, my mom's listening to, everyone loves me, I belong.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, my and I God, I so see <laughs> him making that I so... See
1: that. <laughs> oh, he makes me laugh so hard. But it really was, I was listening to Eckhart Tolle all the time because basically he taught me that before Eckhart Tolle, I would say, okay, I'm just going to stop a moment and take a break from my life. And then I learned that, wait a minute, when I'm taking the break, that's really my life in reality. What I was taking a break from was my own mind, you know, projecting into the future everything that I have to do and remembering from the past. If I don't do it, this will happen. Yeah. (laughs) So, you know, I just love the man. I just uh, just really I'm so appreciative for those who um, have helped me, have helped me to find a, a certain level of peace because I was definitely a destroyer before I found these people.
0: Well, you now you're one of those people. And all the, my listeners right now, everyone who's listening right now, has this wonderful, they have this wonderful cornucopia of information. So, And I'll continue to talk about it, and I'll reference the reptilian brain as okay, much as I good. can because it's going to help me good. to be better. So thank you for... Yeah. I thank only you told Stassi. you I'd make you be here for 45 <laughs> minutes and we've gone an hour. So thank you, Issa. Seriously. Thank this you, has been Stassi. so fun. And I can't wait for everyone to to see and hear. And I hope so, else. too.
1: I'm so glad that I was able to teach this and other people can hear it because we deserve to be able to experience love. That's that's really what we are and what we deserve to experience. So,
0: Yeah. Yeah. Who
1: knows what will happen if we can eliminate the fear? What do we do then? You know, strum harps. Maybe it's like be creative.
0: Yeah. You never know. All right. Thank you guys. Um, I wish you had social media, Isa, because then I'd be pimping you out. I but know,
1: but I'm I'm i living a monastic you, life. I know. You know. I'm gonna
0: teach you how to have social media. Okay. So the next time you're on, I'll already have specific, more specific questions from my listeners. So okay. That, that
1: sounds good, Stassi. And we can
0: get like all of that down so people know how to follow you and ask you advice
1: all right i'll see that in the future then okay okay thank you so much bye thank you for loving Thanks. my son
0: oh don't even let me start. i can't wait really until <laughs> you're my mother-in-law is
1: that awkward oh. uh, i feel happy and thank. warm when you say that <laughs> thank you <laughs> bye guys bye <laughs>